something in the media, in the media realm that, I, you know, and I applied to all the youth positions and to my surprise, um, you know, I, I, I thought I had a great resume. Um, and, and, and I ended up, you know, I ended up, you know, applying to those all these jobs. I, I didn't hear back from many of them and um, a few of them, you know, denied me. And I understand, you know, it's, it's still, it's very competitive, so... What's up, everybody? I am your host, Rashad Mays, and I'm here to bring you Love Yours, the podcast, the show that loves the hustle and embraces the struggle. On this show, we interview entrepreneurs and brand makers who have achieved levels of success within their fields and bring to light some of the struggles and pitfalls it took for them to get there. After this episode, be sure to leave comments on your thoughts, opinions, or whatever you think of the show. Don't forget to show love and check out our website at www.loveyourspod.com where you can find all of our podcast interviews and Love Yours Apparel. While you're there, make sure to subscribe to the show and get a chance to cop some of our gear discounted rates. With that being said, stay tuned. We have an exciting show ahead right here on Love Yours, the podcast. All right, guys, so we got Love Yours, the podcast. We're back again this week. We have Lamont Howard on the phone. How you doing, brother? Good man, good. It's been a long time. I know we uh we've been trying to get this thing scheduled for a while. And for the folks that don't know, Lamont just moved from Miami to New York, so scheduling's been a bit of a hassle. But I mean, you're settled in right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're finally all set. So feeling good. It's been a, it's a crazy journey leading up to this point, but I'm very excited and uh, you know. I'm ready to share my story with the world. Good, man. Good. Like I said, you are a true entrepreneur, and I've known you since, I've known you since college, bro, way, way back in college. And uh, like I said, I kind of actually saw the start of who is Mr. What? De Lamont? How do you you want to be referred to? Mr. De Lamont? uh, Zesty Man? Or Lamont? How do you want to be referred to, man? Nah, De Lamont is fine. Mr. De Lamont. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I got to see Lamont pretty much, De Lamont, um, when he first pretty much got started out at FAMU. And I know we had some interesting conversations uh, when you were starting out about where you wanted to go and where you wanted to see yourself in the next few years. And the crazy thing is that you actually went out and did it. And, that, you know, I, I saw at the very beginning, you know, the process. And now within, what, two, three, four years, they're actually doing exactly what they said they was going to do. So, you know, I, I had to get you on the show. As soon as I got this thing going on, I you was one of the first people I reached out to. So I'm definitely glad to have you on the phone. And actually, you are the third Florida person on the phone, brother. So shout out to Florida for giving us some some good people, some, <laughs> some real entrepreneurs, man. You're the third person in a row, bro. So it's definitely a yeah, good man. thing to have some Florida folks, man. For sure, for sure, you know. Good, good. So for folks that don't know you, like what is your brand, you know, and what do you do particularly down there or what were you doing down there in Miami now in New York? So I focus on curating, showcasing pretty much culture, fashion, style, lifestyle through my brand. It's my responsibility, you know, to kind of showcase my journey through that process and have others inspired in in all of the essence of what I do. And so 
in Miami, I started out the journey, uh, and I was very inspired because I started out doing graphic design from uh, my, my room, pretty much. I, I got a laptop, and uh, I, I just started going to work. I had previously had some experience with graphic design from high school, doing little mixtape covers and things like that for like local rappers and things like that. Yeah. But later on, I ended up going to college, of course, for graphic design at FanView. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Hill. Um, and you know, we had, uh, I had a great experience there at, at FanView for those five years that I was there. Um, it taught me a lot. It really prepared me for what the real world had coming. So, you know, um, I really was able to really get, build a clientele while I was there, really learn the ropes of how to navigate through the graphic design business and, uh, also pick up other trades along the way. Um, I also was able to establish my lane in fashion as well during those years at FMU with, with jobs like, you know, running the homecoming fashion show, working with Russell Simmons, uh, for homecoming, um, one year. And, uh, all of those experiences were all experiences that created the brand today. And so today now, uh, I pretty much have a website now that is a destination for men worldwide to go to, you know, men, men and women, of course, but mostly my focus target market is men because I'm showcasing kind of like the lifestyle of a, of a, of an entrepreneur man. Right. Um, and having that with the fashion side, having that with the lifestyle side, um, food, travel, all those things. So kind of like showcasing, okay, if you're, if you're a young guy and you, you know, you're coming up in this world, you want to like figure out where you belong and get your sense of style, yeah. grooming etiquette, all those things, you know, that's kind of like what I focus on, you know, because I feel that style is something very personal yeah. and it really taking care of yourself and how you show yourself to the world means everything. So your brand, how you look, you know, how you take care of yourself, all those things matter. So I really want to educate the man about that and showing, you know, a lot of men, you know, women have all type of things about makeup, you know, (laughs) they have this, they have that, you know, men, they don't really have too much in that market, you know, it's it's very, it's a very small market and uh, I really wanted to really put myself into the niche market and have, um, have a say on how I feel about fashion and having uh, this lifestyle as an entrepreneur and moving in a fast-paced environment as well. Because, you know, although I'm from Miami, now I'm moving to New York, it's totally different. It's a total different animal coming to an even larger city than Miami. You have to be able to know how to navigate and thrive in a city like this because if not, it'll teach you a lot. So um, definitely, you know, excited to really, again, tell my story to the world and how I established my brand and what that means to um, young millennials like myself and how they can become successful as well doing what I do. Try to take the world by storm through fashion or art, bro. For sure, for sure. Yeah, man. So when, it, when, I, when I look at your story, and, and like I said, I've, 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 known, I've known you for a while, and you pretty much started at a very young age. Like did, You started at the age of 14, correct? when I kind of like knew for certain what I wanted to do with my myself and my career. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I really discovered my talent. I was really um, interested in a lot of things like visuals. And so mm-hmm. what introduced me to that was MySpace Layout. Yeah. 
and, and seeing like MySpace layouts at the time, you know, MySpace was popping. MySpace I was seeing MySpace layouts, I was cruising the net. And at the time, too, my parents were like, you know, don't use the internet, don't get on the internet. You know, there's a lot of bad things on there. You know, it's like adult content and things like that. And I was like, you know, man, I'm not trying to do internet to do all of that. I'm just trying to get on there and try to see kind of like what what this what what is this thing? You know, the internet is so cool. You know, it has so much information and you know it, it attracted me. All the other things on there, the, the freedom, the the things that you know I was able to to venture out into and not leave my house. You know, it was, yeah. it was something so dope to me. And so um, creativity in my space was just amazing, and that was what really inspired me from the beginning. So I was like, you know, I first reached out to someone when I was senior that had a crazy layout. And I was like, yo, can you teach me how to make stuff like that? And they told me, they said, you know, you got to find out on your own. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So that motivated me. Wait, to wait, wait, learn. wait, wait. So, so, and and I don't know how old our viewers are, but MySpace was pretty much like the first real internet well, not, I'm not going to say real, but it, MySpace was like the first like free form thing where we can go on and literally express ourselves how we wanted to through pictures, through, you know, all those profiles. Like I remember looking at the code, like for me personally, I wasn't I wasn't dabbling in any of that, bro. When I looked at the code and I, I, I sat there and tried to change my MySpace things around, I got I got too impatient, bro. But it was a platform in which we could freely express ourselves and show our creativity. And for you, you know, that was essentially just like, you know, that was everything you asked for. Right. And you, you ended up reaching out to this guy. He said what? He said, no, he wasn't going to show you how to do anything. wasn't going to help me and that was that you know I, I just took it and, and you know okay I, I'm not looking at this at this as an L but I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with that you know it's motivation to learn how I can create things like that and, and go beyond what he was doing you know on, on my end so um at first well, the craziest part of that was that um I had an uncle who yeah. pretty much was doing photoshop yeah. himself and uh he had the program and everything like that and he was running his full you know full time business out of his home and he had a large clientele and he pretty much put me on about the program like yo this is Photoshop, here's a basic trial version. Um, you know, sit with it, you can download it into your computer, you know, you, you don't even need internet access for it. Yeah. Um, you know, just just go ahead and, and, and play with it and figure it out. And from there is when I was extremely motivated. I had, I had a, you know, got the tools to, to do what I wanted to do. Um, and I just yeah. sat there and I played all, you know, all night. Just as soon as I came home from school, I would lock myself in my room, listen to music, <laughs> and uh, just sit there until, you know, it was it was time that I, until I got tired. You yeah. know? And um, that was every every day in middle school. And even in high school, you know, I did the same thing, you know. So I, I trained myself pretty much self-taught and from from that point i was and then um this is this is just to create this is just to create myspace layouts or were you doing you were doing myspace layouts and then you ventured on to photoshop yeah so uh, in photoshop i was creating myspace layout designs Mm -hmm. um but i also was doing other work like mixtape covers um you know, editing people's photos, 
little things like that. You know, it wasn't really no major projects. I was just doing stuff that I could get my hands on and, you know, basic work. Um, it was very amateur at the time. Yeah. I was just starting in program and I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just creating and using all, every, every option I could, you know, things just look crazy. It was stuff all over the place. <laughs> but, you know, I know that I had a, a sense of, uh, visual, um, creative, like, direction with what I was doing. Yeah. So was I said, you know, Exactly. So I, I, I asked myself, you know, at that point when I was getting, you know, to, to get to the towards more closer to going to college, I said, you know, what what is it that I really want, enjoy doing without it feeling like it, it's a burden to me, or yeah. feeling like I have to work, you know, and work for for this. And you know, I'm like, I can sit at the computer all day and, and do designs all day. What yeah, career path? Is it? Exactly. So I'm like, what career path can I get into that would allow me to that I'm doing this all day, but get paid for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I started redoing my research. And then I looked into it, and it, it said, you know, graphic design is a career field that that allowed me to do this. So that was like my go-to thing. Um, and I knew for certain that um, it was either that or getting into something with with fashion, fine arts, or something in, in the arts, you know. Yeah. So I ended up. My, I ended up minoring in fine arts, so I majored in graphic design and I minored in fine arts. So I got you know the best of both worlds in a sense. So, so it was a pretty great experience. So initially, the only so moving into college and as far as like you getting this, wanting to obtain this certain degree in in what is it, graphic design. The only experience yeah. you had prior to that was MySpace layouts, Photoshop, and utilizing you know, local rappers for their album covers and, and, and pictures and things like that. Right. Yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so were these, were these big time local rappers or are they, they were just, you know, like no, you're from Miami, right? They, Rick Ross. And... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, they were like, you know, people from my high school, you know, people that were high schoolers, you know what I mean? Like they weren't there were people, you know, that were aspiring maybe to be, you know, rappers, but I, honestly, I don't even know if they even still rap anymore. You know, <laughs> at, at that point, at that point, you know, it's just hobbies. To yeah. People, you know, so. So yeah, no Rick Ross, no, no Trick man. Daddy, no, no Ball Greasy. Nah. <laughs> the, the, the funniest part is that um, I had did a mixtape cover at one point that had Rick Ross on it, but it was kind of like one of those, um, there's a Picture City mixtape, it's called like CC Zoo. Yeah. Um, that, uh, at the time, the guy was called DJ Spinner, and um, he made a mixtape for like Carol City, and they had kind of like all of the the guys that kind of came up out of Carol City, you know, like Gunplay. And yeah, like Gunplay, so, all them boys. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a mixtape dedicated to like the Carol City, you know, rappers who made it out, and um, I kind of like did a cover for that. Um, so that's pretty much. I, I, other than that, I mean, I haven't really done anything for for um, Rick, Rick Ross, but um. The funniest part is that he went to went to high school with uh, my mom. Oh, and um, and my stepdad. Um, he, he grew up on my on my block. Oh, like you know, we we would see him in the neighborhood and everything like that. And um, you know, my my stepdad it actually used to do like a, a little bit of production for him. So I, he would come in my house, you know, and everything like that. What? You know, every now and then it, it was pretty pretty <laughs> funny to see. But at that time, I didn't know who he who, who he would be. You know, I yeah. didn't do that. You put in the work, and you know it'd be late, be late studio nights and things like that. Yeah. Was so. he was he the 
you know, drug dealer type deal kind of guy, or is he really like the parole uh, officer, the probation officer, uh, straight cut narrow kind of guy who just happened to rap on the side? Uh, you know, well, coming from Carroll City, man, it's no telling what what you do, man. Like you can you can be in both worlds, and, and you know, it's it, it, it's not question. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he he probably did. You know. He, he probably did all of those things. I, I mean, not to say, you know, I, I can't confirm what he did, you know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, coming from Club City, it's definitely possible to be on both sides of the spectrum, you know? Yeah. So, it's Miami at the end of the day. So, Miami, the 305, sure. 305. So, you, you, you ended up, you ended up doing some research, like I said, you had this passion that you gathered while, you know, middle school and high school, and and you you put in the work, and you had a little you had you had a, you had some skills behind you, right? And some and some yeah. work to show for it. So you decided to seek out this degree, uh, graphic design at FAMU. And as soon as you got to campus, you know how did things transpire as far as like you moving forward with this degree? I it was my first year at FAMU. Now previous previous to my first year, I had already visited FAMU to. Um, like a year before I went to get into a program at, at uh, J School, yeah, you know, School of Journalism and Graphic Communication, and uh, they had like a program going on that I went to. I ended up getting a scholarship off of that, and mm-hmm. um, I ended up like doing some like uh, it was a program that had they had me working on like a newspaper. You know, we were doing like little light graphic design projects. Yeah, like yeah. That. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. And um, the, a year later, I ended up going to FAMU, and uh, I ended up just trying to find myself. I started out in, in, in what I knew, because it, in, in high school, I was uh, in ROTC, JRTC in high school. But, yep. And I ended up translating that and going into going the college route, which was much different from the high school route. Oh, and, much um, different, bro. That, that allowed me to kind of like really wake up out of the comfort zone, because I'm like, all right. High school, I did every, you know, I, I went through every rank of RGC and, you know, and, and I excelled tremendously. But when I got to college, I'm like, you know, do you really want to join the Army? I asked myself those questions and, uh, you know, I kind of assessed, assessed everything on my own. You know, I do that every, from time to time, you know, always, you know, reach reach to my inner self and ask those questions, you know, to kind of assess my progress. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, here you are and um, you're in college and. First off, the Army route is not for you. So um, after the first semester, I kind of dropped out of RGC in college. And I said, you know, I don't want to do this no more. I appreciate the training. It, it gave me a lot of discipline, but it wasn't something that I was committed to. It's not something that I wanted to really um, go after and put all my time into. And it took so much out of my time because it was something that they needed you to wake up super early for. Yep, and you, know, o'clock. you had to have it in the class. <laughs> um, the class, it was just too, too, too Oh, yes, too much. Um, and I didn't want to commit to the, to the military. So, um, you know, I appreciated the time and the experience. But moving forward, um, I ended up getting into Student Government Association and um, through my cousin. Uh, and so she was very well connected on campus, uh, Kendra Neal. And she, she ended up pledging Alpha Alpha. So, you know, shout out, shout out to him. And, you know... <laughs> They, they had, uh, she, she had me, you know, all of in SCA and introduced me to, to everybody, you know. And so I was very excited to really be a part of something as a, as a new person on campus. It, it was a position that I was like, 
I just got here and I'm already in SGA. That's kind of crazy. You know, I'm already the man. Oh, Lord. You know, I have to work so, <laughs> so, you know, crazy just to, you know, get the application looked at. So that for me was, was a big question. And I had uh, seen that as the opportunity to kind of really learn a lot more about graphic design and the professional side of it all. Yeah. And so not only was I taking classes, but I was, you know, actually learning the business side of it and really offering my services to the campus at that time. So um, ended up doing that first year. Um, my second year, uh, sophomore year, uh, I was I had transferred from the Student Government Association to Office of Student Activities. Yeah. So I was working in there, pretty much the same job almost, you know, doing things for more more so for clubs and um, you know the, the, the clubs and organizations. Mm-hmm. And so that was a cool experience. I really got more hands on with uh, the the campus and the networking uh, side of things, the activities and things yeah. like that, and seeing how they were ran. Um, it really taught me a lot about um, having relationships with people and um, to, you know utilizing those people to really network and build build programming and things like that to be able to uh, run successful events mm-hmm. and um, you know brand brand properly because all of these events needed branding all of these um, businesses needed logos all of these people you know needed a face for what they were doing so yeah. I was um, in, in a position to, to be able to do that for them so and, the- um, it, it was so the first two years, you pretty much built a foundation from a graphic design standpoint on, you know, how to brand, you know, certain businesses and certain events and certain, you know, promotions and things like that. This is where you got your foundation for branding itself or was it yeah. just you were just doing logos? Well, I would say I would say um, a little bit of both, man. Like I, I really was. I mean obviously doing logos, flyers, much more, but um, I was, you know, I was in class, I was taking classes for graphic design, and um, I was also being able to directly apply what I was learning in class. Yeah, so everything coincided. Yeah, like I would literally leave class, and whatever, you know, I was, you know, already building up the skills up up on, I ended up going straight into work, and, you know, being able to test out what I learned in, in class that day or whatever, and working on it, and applying that to the flyer, whatever, and whatever else, you know, they had me, um, had me doing. So that was a, a cool experience. And, um, you know, just, just putting in that work and zoning out through that whole time, I was able to really, you know, focus on my craft. And um, it just, it's just all about perfecting your craft. You know, you just have to put in, put in time, put in hours, put in dates. So yeah. it allowed me to really build that, uh, build that experience over, over time. So it, you know, a lot of people, um, they're, they're especially you know some students, they they don't they're not able to directly apply what they're learning. Exactly, exactly. You know, so I was able to do that while I was in undergrad. So it gave me a, a one up on a lot of you know a lot of people and you know in my field. So it, it was a great experience during that time. Oh yeah, man! Like you, and I was just talking about this on the last show. Is that you know, of course we have people that or just individuals we have a lot of individuals that want to be in certain places and they have to put in the work outside of their nine to five because their nine to five does not correlate to their dreams or their goals and you know they they go and spend you know 10 11 12 hours uh working for somebody else and then they got to come home and you know put in the extra four or five hours just to pick up a skill but for you you know outside of the individuals that 
have to do it after school. You was able to do it in school and not only do not only do it in school, but get paid while doing it and then directly apply it like right after work. And I'm and trust me, I was there and folks like I said, I went to school at Lamont. Lamont was highly sought after. I mean highly sought <laughs> sought after. <laughs> he was doing yeah, all the logos, all the promotions, everything. Lamont, Lamont's phone was not it would not stop ringing. I I, I can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely uh, the craziest thing about it because it would be it would be times where um, I would go go home and um, after work, you know, I would be tired from work and um, I would literally have clients, you know, in, in my inbox full of client requests outside of work. Yeah. So then I would leave work. I would, you know, of course, have to do do homework and things like that. And, but then I would also be doing graphic design um, for for outside work, you know, things yeah. like um, clients, you know, other clients that had nothing to do with spam you or anything. So, you know, again, artists, uh, local artists, um, you know, people that were back at home in Miami who right. had projects and events, you know. So the clientele was definitely building at this point, and it kind of allowed me to really establish myself as a brand mm-hmm. um, as far as graphic design goes. Okay. So um, that, that that's really what where where really started to take off. Okay. Okay. And so for so for you, like I said, your the graphic design pieces and, and that aesthetic eye is there. You you're already you're already working in that field and you're already applying, you know, what you're learning in school to actual real jobs and things like that. Uh, but you are also and you know, even with your brand now, you're a fly young guy, especially with all the clothes and stuff, bro. Just you know, I'll I'll go ahead and get out there. I'll go ahead and get that out there. Uh but did that also start in school as well? Because I mean you were very well dressed in school too, but you know, did yeah. you really start getting into uh clothing and things like that while you were working on your graphic design portion uh at, on campus? Yeah, so uh I would say that it started before I, I got in college, um in high school. Um I as a superlative I wanted this dress. Right. So that kinda like was already like the the start of, of what was trying to start to get me into what 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 the men's wear fashion and things like that. So I ended up having uh, a lot of inspiration from my mom as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my mom is very well dressed and she always put me up on game about the, the flies, you know, brands and clothes and things hey, like that. And I, I always had, I always had an eye for it through my mother. So that allowed me to really um, see how I should dress myself and put things together and looks and, and all those things that made me feel comfortable and stylish, you know, because at the end of the day, style is all about how you feel yeah. and, um, and and being confident in what you wear. So, Most definitely. You know, on campus, I was, you know, I was man with, with the plan. Yes. No, no, seriously though, but I had such confidence when I walked on campus because I was very confident about what I was wearing. Right. So that, you know, exuded through the, the energy that, you know, that you would see me on campus. People always say, you look like you always got somewhere to go. Why you look like you yeah. want to You always dress, you know. <laughs> and to me, that was my brand. You know, it was the fact that I have to be sharp. I have to be on point everywhere I go. It doesn't matter if I'm just going to chill. It doesn't matter if I'm yeah. just chilling in the house. It doesn't matter. I have to look my very best at all times. And so that was 
something that, you know, to me was, was very important as mm-hmm. always. And from, from high school, like I said, it kind of started there. But when I got to college, it really, it's when it really took off because I'm like, you know, this is where careers start, yep. where, you know, we kind of really start to mold ourselves. So if I know that I'm going to, um, if I want to make myself, you know, get into this fashion game, I need to really be able to start um, at least looking the part and being able to um, also inspire other people to look their best as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the good thing about it is like you were tackling two, two, two things at once. You know, you're, exactly. you're doing the graphic design thing, but you're also presenting yourself in a way that down the road, you you want to create a brand, right? And you was able to oh, yeah, do that sure. just by regularly, you know, just on a daily basis, looking the part, going to school, applying yourself and doing, you know, the things that you needed to do in the graphic design classroom, but also applying it to a job. So like I said, you were tackling every, you know, all aspects at one time, you know, and that's that's the good thing about it. Like most people don't get those opportunities, but, you know, you was able to fully take it on and really capitalize on, you know, what you were able to do. Uh, you know, and like I said, you had the you had the vision from a young age. So it's good that in college you were able to, you know, start there and really start establishing, establishing your brand. Even if you wasn't a real brand yet, you know, you were still putting down the footwork to, to get to that point. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, 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 they, and those, those two lanes are, to me, fashion and design is not a you know, they, you can't have one without the other, you know, because people need to, it, it's all visual, it's all an aesthetic, yeah. and those things are all important to building a brand, and that to me, you know, is was always important for, to me in high school, important to me in college, and important to me now, so everything has to be on point, everything has to look good, you know, in marketing, you learn that, you know, it's all about how things look, it's all about presentation, so, you know, from how I dress, to how I look, to, to what I, you know, can give Hey guys, I want to shed some light on one of our sponsors of the show, Hard Creative. That's H-A-R-A Creative. Hard Creative is a creative shop that specializes in photography, videography, and creative direction. Challenging the status quo through their expertise, they have used their skills to provide restaurants, clothing brands, solo entrepreneurs, and many more with distinguished visuals. You may also know them because of their transformative self-propelled projects, such as their video series, The Black Love Project, and their most recent publication, Horror Magazine, Poems of Life. Follow them on Instagram at Horror Creative, or check out their website, horrorcreative.com, to stay in the loop with all the dope content they have coming our way. Please check them out when you get a chance, and always remember, Horror Creative for the culture. All right, so you have all this experience. You have a university that's at your fingertips, and you know they're utilizing you for every single project that's coming on campus. You're also looking the part. You know what what happened after that in regards to moving to, uh, moving towards graduation? Were you applying for graphic design jobs? Were you you know doing like what what were you what were you trying to get to after after school? Yeah, so at the point of me leading, leading up to graduation, I had, 
pretty much combined every everything that I did in undergrad. I wanted to figure out how I can leverage that into the real world and, and the market that I was trying to enter. And so by graduation, I had uh, worked with Russell Simmons, you know, helped style, style one of his fashion shows. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. You ain't going to skip past Russell Simmons, brother. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, how'd you get a deal? How'd you how'd you start working with Russell Simmons? So it was it was a crazy thing, man. Um, the year was 2012. I, I want to say I was a uh, sophomore. I want to say, and so I had uh, working in office of student activities. We had access to all the events that would be happening in Tallahassee and you know locally on campus, right? Things of that nature. So I was able to get a little scoop about what was going on and um you know i i ended up inquiring more about the situation and they told me you know macy's is having this homecoming fashion show um russell simmons is going to be oh. pretty much premiering his his line called um what was the line called a fog out culture and it was for the urban graduate that was his target market right. and they, they wanted to really target you know young black men and, and targeting those guys to really get into dressing the part after they graduate, you know, right. dressing in, in blazers, you know, vests, things yeah, like that. Interviews and things, like, interview ready. Exactly. So um, that was something he wanted to really focus on, and that was his niche market. And um, I ended up, you know, getting that gig, and I was able to really put looks together. It was me and a team of other people, and um, we, we ended up putting together some amazing looks with the clothes that he had for his collection. Now, he wasn't there at the time. He was out of town. He had to fly in. But we had already had the looks prepared. So when he got in town, he had seen the looks all on the models. We had scouted models and everything, and it all worked out. He said he loved the looks. He loved how we styled them. Yeah. Um, the show was a success. And um, after the show, he ended up, we ended up talking briefly. I would say 30 minutes. And oh, I, I that ain't brief. You know, definitely. So, I mean, you know, and I had, you know, a great talk with him, and it really solidified my path in menswear because it gave me all the answers that I needed. You know, yeah. so he told me some things that I, I, I really resonated with, and um, he really mentioned that he had been working so hard for so many people, so many artists, so many talents, right. and that this was a project that, uh, a passion project that he really wanted to always pursue, but he just never had time because he was so focused on, you know, helping other people with their dreams, which right. wasn't a bad thing, but he just really found, finally found the time to do that. So um, he talked about how he just wanted to inspire those, those, you know, those young guys, you know, of course people at FAMU and other HBCUs to kind of really get their foot in the door with these companies and, you know, always looking the part and having their their best selves displayed to the world always. And, um, I, you know, I told him, and at the time I had, I didn't have any of his clothing or anything like that, but what I was wearing at the time <laughs> made an impression on him. Yeah. And so he, he said, hey, you know, I, I really like what you're wearing, man. Oh, That's shit. exactly what I'm trying to go for. This is exactly the people that I'm trying to target. I really want them to dress more like you, you know? This is inspiring. You know, that's what he told me. Yeah. You know? I, 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 coming from Russell Simmons, that means that means the world, you know? And uh, here I am, just, you know, really just being me. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it was appreciated. Fresh in the by, game. By someone that I admire myself, you know? So um, from that point, I, I, I you know, I, 
I shared, you know, information with him too. I'm like, you know, you're going on the right path. You know, young men like myself, we really appreciate you doing this because it's not a lot of, again, it's not a lot of these these things that we, we see yeah. or, you know, that are readily available or marketed really towards us, you know. And so um, we have to be educated about, you know, what to wear, how to wear it, and yeah. why to wear it, all those things. So, you know, he, he really served to me as a catalyst for, um, what menswear, entering the menswear market was for me. And so I, you know, I'm like, okay, this is something I'm really interested in and uh, I'm going to keep that. Yeah, you're going to keep it in the back of your mind. You know, to, to, and so as, as I'm still going through college, you know, I'm always keeping that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, I'm, I can always kind of like get into this fashion fashion side of things and, and really like branch out into that, you know, because graphic design is something I always do, but fashion is something I can really, you know, introduce myself um, into and, and really learn more about. And so, um, a little, a little, moving a little bit more forward, I ended up having an opportunity again because of the Office of Student Activities. I knew about all the events going on, so I really had a, an opportunity to kind of learn about things before they happened. Yeah. You know, the homecoming fashion show was coming up, and I heard about it, and I was like, you know, I really think that um, I can be a part of this experience this, this time around, and uh, really maybe even lead, lead the homecoming fashion show, which was a huge responsibility. And, um, you know, I, I, did, I was never shy of hard work, so I, I, I really... You know, I, I made the commitment, and um, I built the team around me, and, it, and, and you know, it, it became a very successful fashion show. It had um, over ten thousand people that came. I kid you not. Oh, yeah. And um, it, it, it was a, it was huge. It was it was incredible. A lot of people were were, were there. Um, it was uh, it was talked about everywhere at the time, and and I, and I would say that I did. I, I had it was it was so it was so planned out and organized that. The way the system was, it, it was very, it was very crazy because yeah. I ended up having a full-blown uh, marketing team and campaign. So we had videos, we had flyering. You had the whole I thing dotted out. Logo. Yeah, I even designed a logo for the Homecoming Fashion Show at wow. that time, and uh, we, we created an Instagram page. We built the following. Um, you know, I, I really treated it like a real business at that point. And so, you know, I, I was all about making that a, a success. And so anything with my name on it, I had to make sure that it was, was gold. So, um, you know, I built the team. I was very strict with the team as well. You know, when, when I, 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 I started to see, you know, people fall off a little bit. I'm like, you know, you got to tighten up. Nah, you man, you got to, you got to stay with the command. You got to stay, you got to roll with me. You got to, you got to roll with me through the punches, man. Come on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm motivated, but I also was very, you know, clear about what I wanted at all times. So, yeah. um, and I think that brought a lot of frustration for people too, because, um, how it regularly, regularly went was that, you know, fashion shows were, were ran by the modeling troops. And at yeah. that, that point in time, yeah. I'm like, you know, first off, I've been through a couple fashion weeks. I know, I have friends in the actual fashion world who are modeling on the runway. You know, so I, I, I do have... <laughs> you walked in there, it's like, uh, I know what I'm doing. Give me <laughs> I, control. I, I, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, people were like, you know, you gotta, you gotta put the modeling troop um, people in and we gotta, it has to be like that. And, you know, I'm like, you know, listen, guys, like, I'm doing it very different way. You know, no shade to, to any of them. You know, a lot of those people are my friends. A lot of those people are people that, you know, I, I still, you know, use today with, you know, a lot of the content that I that I do and everything like that. But at the time, I had a vision. And I, and I was like, you know, you guys, in the past, 
how, how it worked. You know, that was cool, but this is something that I see differently now. And we're, yeah. gonna, we're not going to walk, we're all going to do the same walk down down the runway. We're all going to um, have a different way about how we present ourselves. This, this is going to be a real runway show wow. that, you know, I want people to really gain an experience from. And, um, and how I ended up branding it was that I, I wanted to showcase worldwide fashion. So I showcased um, fashion from the United States, which was New York, LA. Yeah, and I went the major to, areas. Like, like, you know, London, you know, talking about, you know, how, how they, you know, pretty much all over the world, you know, Japan, um, African, South African fashion, all those things. So I, I showcased fashion styles from around the world on the runway um, during that year. And um, I think that that's what really, you know, just that alone showed, even through the marketing, like you, you, I would showcase that and people would see like, wow, I can't wait to see all of these different cultures combined, you know, in, in this runway, on this runway. Um, and, and I also trained the models a certain way and um, it was brutal, practice was brutal. A lot of people were complaining, this is not what I usually do and I'm like, you have to, you know, get out your comfort zone. This Make it happen. you had to do to make sure that the product that you were producing was to you know to your standards and kudos to you bro because you caught the eye of russell simmons and you know that was just affirmation for you that you know this is the lane that you need to be in so look what was the uh what was the path after you know all this experience of fam you like i said you're already a big name on campus but graduations you know steadily approaching what what were your plans so after graduation um I definitely wanted to be able to have uh, a say-so in, in the menswear fashion lane, but also being able to um, do graphic design in the process. So right. I ended up finding places like GQ Magazine and having um, possibly a job in doing art direction uh, or something of that nature for the magazine right. while I was... Um, you know, so I could combine both fields and have a, have that balance. Um, there's definitely a lot of publications here in, in New York City, like High Beast, um, Complex, you know, things that combine fashion, lifestyle, and, and art all in one. All right. those publications I had a, a, a big interest in. Yeah, and, the, um, big, the big places. I, I applied for. So, uh, something in the media, in the media realm that, I, you know, and I applied to all of these positions and, 
to my surprise, um, you know, I, I thought I had a great resume, um, and, and I ended up, you know, I ended up, you know, applying to all these jobs. I, I didn't hear back from many of them, and um, a few of them, you know, denied me. And I understand, you know, this this field is very competitive, so right. you know, I took it and, and, and I took it as motivation. And I said, you know, okay, cool. I know that um, I'm not necessarily there's not necessarily a door being closed. Yeah. It's just a reason for me to make more opportunities for myself. So you pretty much had all of this experience. You put together fashion shows. You know, you had the graphic design thing on lock. You, you know, doing mixtape covers and all that kind of stuff at a young age. And then you go to school and, you know, you're just doing all these projects for this university, both universities, Florida State and FAMU. You know, you got all this experience. And, you know, after graduation, you're applying to all these jobs. And you think that, you know, this is the kind of stuff that people in this field want. But every single place denied you or just didn't respond that's crazy bro yeah no it was definitely um discouraging at the time and you know i didn't but i didn't let that phase be uh and at that point i told myself hey man you know you can either wait for these people to give you an opportunity or you can make the opportunity to yourself and you can make everything happen yourself you can attract what you exactly want Another person isn't responsible for your success. You are responsible for your success solely. And, um, you know, I ended up being able to say, hey, um, I'm going to create those opportunities for myself, whether whether that be me becoming an entrepreneur, making it on my own, or, you know, just figuring it out, you know? And so I said, uh, I'm going to start my own website. first thing i'm going to start my own brand uh, which i already had my own brand pretty much but yeah. i just wanted to really really make it something that was full time for me not side hustle or side project yeah so uh ended up doing that and um so wait you were were you back yeah. home were you were you back home yeah 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 I, I moved back home to miami and uh i was working from home i was still doing graphic design um, for clients but i wanted to take it take it to another level and yeah. um, the, scale, the scale that I wanted to take it to was, that, you know, I, I was doing graphic design, but I wanted to really take on larger projects as a creative director. And, um, you know, because I already had the eye, I already proved that I can do graphic design. And, you know, that's always a part of the, the work, um, the workload. But how can I also uh, do, 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 do more profound work and, and, and make myself known mm-hmm. working with bigger projects and, how could I also be able to integrate myself where I, I was needed in a much larger, there's a large, much larger scale yeah. and not just, okay, we need this graphic designer to whip up this fire for us. So I was like, well, you know, um, okay, I, I started you know, getting more requests like, hey, um, I have this brand that I'm starting and I need to know how I can, uh, what, what, what's my target market? Um, right. All the essential I, questions.
corporations and and all of those um those bigger bigger accounts that I was really looking for to really make a living off of. Um, and so so all that, this that was all this was transpiring while you was down in Miami, where and you was living at the crib with moms, right? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. so you didn't have a direct job out of school, right? So how are you, no. you know, of course people are, well, essentially, how are you making money? I mean, was this your avenue of making money? Were you making enough to support yourself? Because, I mean, you're not paying rent or anything, but, you know, mm-hmm. nothing really was financially hard for you at this point, was it? Yeah, no, I mean, I was able to keep myself afloat. Um, I had the support of my parents. I was able to save. Um, but, you know, it, it still, to me, wasn't necessarily enough. Yeah. Um, and uh, I realized that I really had to get out there and go and go find it. You know, it was not something that I that I assumed that would come to me. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm gonna really, really allow myself to take the leap of faith and you know figure it all out. Even if I have to start emailing those those uh, companies that I applied to. And yeah. um, you know, here we are now. And um, I, I've already done work with uh, GQ uh, on some scale as uh, a, 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 an insider, and um, I was able to really, you know, offer my my talent, my skill, and my input on, on, on some things that uh, at, at the time, to me, I didn't think was even possible. And um, you know, besides that, other also other companies and corporations working as um, as brand influencers and, and, and as a brand influencer. And being able to um, leverage my audience that I built on social media yeah. um, to monetize with these companies. So now I can be able to say, hey, I have this much following and um, I can offer you this much for doing this, working on you, working with you for this campaign. Yeah. And so that allowed me to really leverage business partnerships a bit better and uh, allow myself to work with brands and not for them. So yeah. I'm like, you know, this is, seems like this is what was for me and this is what the universe was, was calling me to do at that time. So I was like, you know, maybe this is a, definitely a lane that I want to enter. Um, and so it, it all just meshed, you know, the, the whole thing with, with branding and helping um, people with their campaigns, helping people build their brands, helping others find themselves and just helping people become their best selves through what I already do. Yeah. And um, Every, everything, my advice. Everything coincided together. And the the thing that, you know, you was, I mean, everything worked out for you, bro. Like, you know, you got, you came out of college and you was essentially able to, you know, especially bills. Bills are like bills are the first thing to smack people in the face after school. You you get a job and then, you know, naturally all the bills come in because you're, you know, you're in a different city and, you know, you got rent, you got, you know, you got rent or mortgage and then you got to pay electric. You got to pay all these bills after school. And that's when it really starts hitting. But for you, you know, you're able to go home, um, work at the crib, work on the moms. And, you know, that essentially saved you a lot. So you're able to work on your craft and do your thing. You know, and oh, yeah, for sure. the 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 most critical part was that you were back home, right? And back home, you were back in a market in which you had already previously worked in, and so all this business that's coming to you was down in Miami, where were people hitting you up for photo shoots, like what what was going on? Say, hey, Lamont, we need a model, or you know, how did that go? So yeah, um, being in, in in the lane that I was, it was essential to have 
um, all the equipment that allowed me to work work it the best way I can. So I ended up buying a camera. It was a great investment because not only could I help clients with their photography, it allowed me to really showcase my brand in the best light possible. Right. And so, you know, it was an investment that I, I feel like was, was, was great. And um, I, I was able to make money with that as well. And um, people kind of see that my brand was something that looked good and they wanted to achieve the same look in their own their own way. Mm-hmm. So how, how did you create the look? Were you, you know, were you doing these shoots and editing these photos in a certain way or, you know, what created your unique style, you know, when you were at these photo shoots? Was it the different photographers? Because I know you've done some work with some of the, you know, some, some, some guys we know, uh, Josh and Chris, you know, was it specifically different photographers that created the look for you or, you know, what, what was it? Well, you know, it, it was definitely um, a, a, a combination of just me me having the vision and just using the people around me to create that vision and, and having them, you know, see what I was saying. And so I used, you know, those those people around me to um, kind of get, get, get a concept, share creative energy and be able to uh, create a platform that something that attracted, you know, people from, from all over. And, and sharing that story, you know, my success story and letting people know, you know, kind of like what I see in my eyes. So that was, a, that was a great experience, you know, working with all of the, all of the talent around me. Um, and, and also, you know, giving them some, some great, uh, advice about, about what we, what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you grew your brand out of Miami. You spent a considerable amount of time there building your brand. And at this point, you've worked with how many different companies? The same, the same companies that denied you, you know, you've essentially worked for. I already went on your website. I already saw, like, all your collabs. So how many brands and companies have you worked with so far? Uh, I can't name off the top of my head, but I would say definitely a good probably 30, 30 to 50 brands for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and, and it's very select, I'm very selective because not, I can't work with every brand, you know, right, right, um, right. you know, it's all about quality over quantity. Right. So I was able to really, uh, stretch my wings out with the brands that I had, uh, uh, um, had an attachment to and something that was, that, that aligned with what I represented. Right. So that was, that was great. And for the for the brands that you that you have worked with, oh, what what were you doing with them? Are you creating uh, different images? Are you modeling for them? Like what what were you doing specifically with these guys? Uh, so I was uh, doing a little bit of both. Uh, for for certain brands that wanted campaigns done, I was able to assist them in in developing those campaigns, whether it was through photography, showcasing product or showcasing clothing on, on myself, you know. So I was able to do, like, you know, I've worked with uh, Remy and uh, worked with them, and it's a great, been great experience, of course. That, yeah, I saw a lot of Remy, the Remy stuff. Making and Red Bull, you know, content curation with them, building building a lot of things for their marketing, on their marketing side. Um, 
I was able to really you know, stretch my wings with all of these people that really align with my vision as well. And uh, I was able to help them out and assist them. And, and uh, it's been it's been a great a great thing so far. And it's allowed me to also be flexible and not be uh, in one spot in one area, just trying to work my way up the ladder. But you know, do yeah. my own thing freely. Yeah. With all this recent success working with these different brands and modeling for them, creating and curating and, you know, really adding on to your already impressive resume. But as of recently, you just you say you just moved to New York. You know, what was the move to New York for? Why did you move up here? So definitely, I would say I wanted to. I wanted to open up open up myself more and, and, and be in the mix of everything. This of, of, of every, you know, New York is the source of where mostly everything pops and comes from. You know, you have a lot of headquarters here. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of uh, the trends come straight from New York, you know, for America at least. And um, it's definitely a, a place to be where everything is happening. The energy in the city is, is crazy. And um, you have a lot of a lot more opportunities here, especially in the lane of fashion and marketing and design. Mm-hmm. You know, though that lane here is extremely lucrative, and um, where everything is. Doing, doing things here. So that to me was the sign that I knew that I had to be here to do that. You know, Miami is a little bit more lax. You know, it's a vacation city. Yeah, you know, a little city, slower. You know, people go there to party. It's not really something that. That I knew I could thrive in to the best of my ability. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not so like a New fashion destination. Yeah, so New York was definitely the place for me. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so now that your your brand is moving and like I said, you're making major moves. You're up in New York now. Just got settled, but looking back, you're pretty much an entrepreneur at heart. You know, you inspired yourself. But outside of yourself, was there anything else that was, you know, influenced you to start your business or was it, you know, just you? Yeah, um, man, that's a good question. So <laughs> a lot of things inspired me, man. Um, the fact that, you know, I wanted to really make a name for myself. Um, besides that, you know, I wanted to be able to show people that, you know, because I, I got a lot of lot of messages from people and they were always asked, you know, how do you dress so well? What do you do? You know, um, can you teach me more about this fashion thing? Can you teach me more about, about this design thing? And all those things were things that, that really inspired me to really go the route that I went because not only were was it something I was passionate about, but people were inspired by what I did. Right. So that was one of the things that definitely motivated me to do what I do what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing was just the fact that, you know, I always wanted to be in the midst of uh, making a, what's the word? I wanted to be in the midst of having my own brand. And, and I wanted that to be a, a fashion brand, yeah. but also wanted it to be a design brand to some degree. Mm-hmm. And so the best way to start is to go where that is all thriving, where that's all being talked about, where it comes where the conversation is being said, where, you know, moves are being made that centralize around that, uh, that, that passion of mine. Yeah, that so, passion. you know, New York, New York was definitely that place for me. And, um, you know, I, I, I was always, you know, that was always the goal, even in, in high school to now, you know, that was always the goal, but what, to what degree, to what 
skill. So as I grew and I got older, you know, I was like, okay, I need to start taking this more seriously. How can I do that? Yeah. Um, okay, well, this is one step. This is another step, you know, to finally where, okay, now how can I leverage this on a national level? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to move to New York. It's time to really, you know, get into the work with a big dog. Wow. you used to look back at your move to New York and everything else that pretty much led up to this point, your whole experience, you know, what do you love most about everything that's transpired so far? I would say finding, finding my girlfriend, you know, cause she's definitely, she's in the same lane as me. She yeah. does art, she does graphic design, she's a musician. Um, that was definitely a, a defining moment for me because, you know, we're power couple and we move together. Who is your girlfriend? Her name is M-E-H-Y. She just dropped her project yesterday. Uh-oh. Um, you can find her on iTunes. <laughs> you can find her on, on Instagram, Spotify, all those things. Um, her ad name is E-Y-M-E-X-Y. Look and at so the boy. Her out worldwide now. Look at the boy yeah, putting on for his woman, man. Look at the boy. For sure, for sure. That's what you got to do, man. That's good. That's good. That's good, man. So, come on, y'all go cop that. I'm just going to say that. Y'all go cop that, man. <laughs> support, the, support the power couple, man. So if you support Lamont, support his girl, man. He loves her. And obviously, they're making moves together. If you was to also look back at your journey, you know, what was the lowest point that you felt you know, you were just completely down and, you know, you just didn't think that you'd ever get out of this, this, this low point. Uh, I would say, first off, being, being denied, you know, um, by, by the people that I look up to, or I admire, or, or, or whatever I was trying to get into, you know, whether that be fashion or, you know, a job and things like that, you know, I never felt necessarily appreciated for what I did or credited for what I did. Not that I was looking for any of that, but, you know, it was a time that I didn't feel like I had uh, the, I doubted myself, you know, yeah. I was like, you know, am I really doing the right thing here? Mm-hmm. And, and am I taking the right path? Am I in the right lane? Because, you know, how is it that I'm, I'm not getting the opportunities that I'm looking for, that I'm seeking? Yeah. And I have the skill, I put in the work, I put in the time, you know? So again, and things are all about timing. So to me, you know, that was, to me, was, was, was my lowest point, but it allowed me to be able to uh, find clarity in, in what I wanted to do even mm-hmm. more. So um, I think I learned a lot from that time, for sure. Oh, it's good. It's good that you learned, you know, that, Timing is everything. Time he's not gonna give us, you know, everything that we want when we want it. You know, and that's one thing that you know, we all struggle with at some points in times where, you know, we get frustrated. We might say, Hey, I'm working this job, I've been working this job for X amount of time and I need to leave right now, but at that moment it might not be the time, you know. And you just gotta be patient. You gotta love like I say, you gotta love the situation you're in, embrace it. Because you'll get there. He's going to give you everything you need. It's not going to be on your time. It's going to be on his time. And, you know, when that does happen, you got to be ready to make that move, make that leap, and, 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 and really make things happen. But just trust the process. I'm a Sixers fan. But you got to trust the process. For sure. For sure. <laughs> trust the process. So well, looking at that, you know, what do you, what do you still struggle with today? So today I would say I struggle with, pretty much wearing myself too thin. Uh, I think I take on a lot and uh, I don't really, I, I can't 
can't I can't really like say that um I, you know I, I like to take on everything man yeah and, and yeah, I, take I on the world right and a bad thing but it, it's usually allows me to kind of like exhaust myself so I have to take breaks and, and things like that and and then I'm finding myself that I'm overworking myself I'm overexerting myself mm-hmm. when, I, when I'm just need to face myself more yeah. than ever now because the opportunities are coming in and I'm excited and I'm taking in everything more <laughs> but not realizing that I'm only one person you know? yeah. so it also took, let me know that you know you can't do everything without a team so yeah. the most the most successful people have a team so you know, it, it really made me want to develop a team also. So I'm in the process of trying to do that too. But as of now, only it's only me here. So, but I, I know what I have to do in order to be more, you know, take myself to the next level. Yeah. So that that for sure was something that I um is it, there's one thing that I'm like I need to improve on. It's pacing myself and, and and all about again like you say timing and knowing when when to do things and and also when to say no. Yeah. Got to got to be able to say no when it's when it's relevant for you. And another thing I I like to preach about is self-preservation. You know, you will just based off the sheer excitement of getting, you know, getting opportunities and things like especially as an entrepreneur, man, this is how you eat. Right. This is how you eat. This is how you feed yourself. You've been doing it for such a long time. But when you start getting like when people when your demand goes up. And you start getting these opportunities, of course, man, you're going to want to jump on everything. You like, you tell Shorty, you like, man, we're we going to eat steak tonight, or we're going wherever, you know, because I got all this stuff coming out, all this money coming in. You're going to naturally want to keep going and, you know, hitting these new opportunities. But keep in mind, self preservation, brother, self preservation. And naturally, yes, you'll run yourself then. But the key thing that you also said was your team. And your team is very much important. These could be, you know, this could run from your friends, uh, your family, or just associates that, you know, all have different crafts outside of yours or skill sets outside of yours that you're able to bring in and naturally cultivate to, like, help you get to where you got to go. And your circle is important, man. Your circle is important. So as you matriculate through this journey of making things happen for yourself and as an entrepreneur, naturally, it already sounds like you need, you know, you need, hell, you need, it sounds like you need an assistant already, bro. <laughs> Most definitely, man. I've been, I've been going through a lot of trial and error with that, too. So still looking, but uh, I, I know I'll find it. I'll find it soon. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, ain't no problem, bro. So if you could describe your journey in one word, what would it be? Why intuition? Because everything leading up to this point has all been based off of what I feel in my gut. Right. You know, trusting my inner self and thinking, you know, hey, this is the move you need to make. What's comfortable for you? You know, following the signs, you know, all right, is this a good decision? If it's not, I've always accepted, you know, my, myself and, and, and speak, speak to myself like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that, and maybe this is a good decision. Is this a sound decision? If it's not, yeah. you need to do
compel me to move to New York City and um, be in the mix of everything. So trust in your sure. gut, man. It, it's that's that's a great way to look at you know each situation that comes about, like comes comes towards you. Uh, you know, I I had the tendency to ask you know my community or you know my team and and your team is there for advice you know and they're there to get off of perspectives that you might not think about right um but at the end of the day the decision solely lies on you right and what you've been able to do you know from a very young age is trust your gut and you know a lot of we'll make we'll make mistakes before we sit there and actually realize hey you know before I made those mistakes, my mind or my gut was telling me, you know, to do the opposite, right? And so for you, the, the the best thing that you was able to do at a young age was follow your intuition. And that's something that we can actively practice on a daily basis. And with just small decisions, things we go about on, you know, just daily decisions that we make, we could just trust our gut and start working, practicing, doing that. So if we ever come up to a big decision in life, you know, we were already trained to listen to that voice in the back of our head. And, you know, most of the time, <laughs> based on my experience, that that voice is right. Usually now I don't you I don't yeah. always follow it. <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, it's usually right. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Definitely. Definitely. So, look, now that you got this big brand and it's, you know, it's moving you're in New York. We already know you're going to flourish because you, know, you go after anything you say you're going to do. Where do you see this brand in the next 15 to 20 years? So for sure, I see myself having a, a collection, maybe even a fashion house, um, for sure. I see myself getting into, as my personal brand, getting into acting, um, doing voiceovers. Um, I, I see myself really doing that and really expanding myself into the, the field of arts. And so even being an, an, you know, an artist displaying some of my work, I also draw, paint every now and then, but it's not something I take all my time on. You know, I'm more so involved in trying to really establish my brand first before I really focus on doing those individual passion projects. And uh, I, I just want to make a name for myself first. And if there, I can be able to kind of sit back in and enjoy the fruits of my labor and really showcase my work more, more than ever. So. Yeah, okay. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. So now you're in New York. You know, pretty soon. Well, New York, you ain't gonna have no car. I'm pretty sure about that. But let's just say for fig, you know, just for kicks and giggles, let's say you got, you know, this nice new car and all that kind of stuff. You roll it down 95, finna go over the uh whatever bridge, the 15 dollar bridge they got over there. And you see this billboard as soon as you cross the bridge. And then on this billboard, you have a picture of your face, right? And you have a quote. What does that quote say? All right. So for sure, it's going to say, perfect your craft. Ah. And I say that because, you know, it, it, it's never about how fast we get to our destination. It's about the time we put into it. And it's about arriving at the destination. So, you know, while you're on your way, while I'm on my way to the destination, we have to always be cognizant of, you know, perfecting the craft every day. Perfecting the craft mm -hmm. requires everyday dedication to be committed. You know, it's something that's not overnight. It's something that's going to take time. So always be mindful that, you know, it, 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 you may not see it now, but yeah. 10 years from now, you, you most definitely will. Everybody who's successful, it 
wasn't overnight for them. You know, people mm-hmm. have had to work extremely hard to get to a point where they are. And uh, many people don't don't understand that. Like, you have to put in the work. There's no way around it. There's no shortcuts. Yes. You have to do, yes. put in the work. You put in the work, you get, you get way more out of it, you know. So just always be mindful of that. Perfect your craft. You'll go a long way. Yes, do what you got to do to get where you got to be. It's not going to be a pretty picture. It's going to be ugly most of the time. But put in the work. Spend that Spend that extra two, three hours a day instead of in front of the TV or watching Netflix or just lounging around doing whatever you're doing after work or, you know, even on the weekend. Spend that time directed towards your craft. You know, if you're going to be this entrepreneur or this brand maker or whatever you want to be, you don't want somebody out there doing better, you know, that's better than you at it. You know, you want to be the best at it. So in order to do that, you got to put in the work, you got to put in the time. You know, like, I get home every day, bro. I don't I don't watch TV. You know what I'm saying? I, In fact, I just cut my cable. <laughs> but it was, I, I, I cut it because I wasn't watching it. And, you know, what I'm doing is every day I'm coming home, I might mess with the dog a little bit, but you know, I'm on a computer. I'm I'm researching. I'm I'm doing things that pertain to where I want to be at and tackling the small things and honing those skills to get to that point. At some point, something's gonna break. You know, and I believe it. You know, you put in the time yeah. and the energy, and the universe is gonna reciprocate it right back to you, right? And so this pretty much, you know, I, I'm I am a full hundred percent believer in that quote: perfect your craft and put in the time. Uh, you know. It takes to get to that point. So, like I said, I'll be waiting on that billboard. Next time I roll through New York, you better be up there uh, as soon as I cross that $15 bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely, man. I'm definitely going to work toward that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, look, so you've been, like I said, you pretty much everything we embody on the show and what we've been doing previously has been, uh, with all the guests that's been on the show, what we've been doing previously has been pretty much asking you guys, you know, what entrepreneurs or brand makers you'd like to see on the show next, people that inspire you that have their own brands or businesses. Well, yeah, you want to hear their story and see what they have to offer. So, you know, looking at your extensive network or just inspirations or idols, you know, who's somebody you'd want to see, you know, up on the show next, bro? Okay, for sure, I would say Juanel Pierre-Lewis. Um, he's a exceptional artist he's based out of miami and um he's, he's all over he's you know he's had his work in la he's, he's had his work in new york he's, he's all over the place tokyo paris you know i definitely uh, admire what he does and um i'm a big supporter of him uh and you can definitely check out his stuff and he, he's exceptional at what he does and he, he's somebody that i consider a brother mm-hmm. and um no, I really, I really admire his work ethic for sure. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I, bro, I have no problem bringing him on the show. Uh, of course, like I always say, just gonna need, might need you a little help there for the introduction and get him back on the show. But I'll definitely reach out, man, if you can help make the connection for me. Definitely, definitely. So look, Lamont, you've pretty much gone through your whole story, your your successes, your pitfalls, and where you came from, and it's truly a a story of, you know, trials and tribulations, but more so intuition and understanding who you are as a person and what you really want to go for. And you was able to hone in on that and specifically focus and get to where you are. And as of now, you know, you just moved to New York. You're about to take city on by storm. You know, I, 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 
I don't know. I don't have nothing else to say, bro, because you had it all set a long time ago, man. But I know everybody that's yeah, been. Man. I know everybody that's been listening. They've, uh, you know, they they they've been able to pick something out of this story to latch onto and find some motivation and inspiration for. So I like to officially say I appreciate you being on the show, and you know, much su- oh, yeah, no doubt. much luck and much success to you out there in New York. Make some things happen, and I'm a, I'm gonna hold you to that sign, bro. When I come up there, I'm gonna hold you to that sign. Definitely, definitely. Thanks for having me too, by the way. Hey, no problem, bro. Oh yeah, one more thing. So for the people that don't are are not able to get in contact with you or haven't been to your website or your social media handles or anything like that, let's uh, let's give them your email or you know any of your your websites that you want them to see and your Instagrams, Facebooks, whatever you, whatever you're using nowadays. Let them know your social media handles. Spoken from a true entrepreneur. Hey, brother, I appreciate you, man. Definitely. All right, brother, I'll wrap with you. Hey, guys, that's a wrap for our show. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a comment and show love by subscribing on iTunes or to our website, www.loveyourspod.com. While you're there, support the brand that supports you and cop some of our dope apparel and merchandise available for purchase. You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Love Yours Pod. That's for both accounts. And my own personal account at Strongarm underscore Shad. That's Shad spelled S-H-A-A-D. In addition, if you know any entrepreneurs or brand makers who inspire you and would like to see on the show, visit our main page of the website, scroll all the way down to the bottom, and fill out the information in the fields provided. I also would like to say thank you to our sponsors and everybody that came together to make this episode happen. Without you, this train don't roll. Until our next episode, keep dreaming, keep creating, and always remember, love yours.